Healthcare and senior care is fraught with problems and challenges, but we're also seeing some amazing new clinical treatments and resources. This show will help illuminate and uncover the good, bad, and the ugly in order to equip patients, families, and other healthcare providers. Welcome to Senior Care Confidential. Hi, and welcome to another edition of Senior Care Confidential. I'm here with my co-host and friend, Joe. Hello there. And we are talking about a a topic that is, uh, I wouldn't say near and dear to my heart, but it is one that I have been a reluctant studier of just because of all the stuff we got to see. We're actually talking today about Medicare Advantage plans and Medicare. And um, as a caveat, I am not a licensed insurance agent. I don't sell these things. I don't make recommendations. But um, because of the things I was seeing in uh, my in my own practice with our patients, um, I wanted to get educated on what we were seeing. And so, you know, one thing I can comment and, and you know, with private pay, that's what I've done for so yeah. long. Um, and I've done hospice and hospice is paid for 100 percent on for Medicare. Yeah. Private pay is paid 100 percent out of pocket. But we get we would get so many questions. Well, dad has supplemental insurance. You know, will this pay for private care? And uh, we get that question a lot. Yeah. And so um, I hear about all these plans and um, all the advantages of these plans. Uh-huh. So I know there are a lot of disadvantages. And as a healthcare provider, it's very frustrating on the billing side. Yes. And, and as a consumer, helping clients find the right home health. Um, and if they have a special advantage plan, sometimes... We can't get any help for them. That's right. Yeah. And it's very discouraging. Yep. So talk about, you know, tell us what your thoughts are on this whole advantage plan thing. So what I find interesting is it, you know, we've had to deal with insurance stuff, you know, in healthcare for years and years. And so these plans started about 20 years ago or so. And what's interesting about them, and I, I actually got corrected because my first patient experience where I really questioned why they were authorizing so little for this particular client of mine was I called the insurance rep um, and I, I used the word Medicare replacement, which is how I'd always heard the term, you know, for the first couple of years, whatever. And she said, sir, we don't call them those that anymore. They're now Medicare Advantage plans. So they realized after selling them, you know, with one terminology before, they were hard to sell because nobody wants to lose their quote unquote Medicare. And so, you know, this has been like a, an evolving thing over the years. And I think initially the idea behind them was, I think, valid. You know, there's there's always been this thing about, you know, government's got a whole bunch of fraud, waste, and abuse. And if we can get the private sector who's generally used to driving things more efficiently, more effectively, then we'll just create this, you know, uh, this partnership between, you know, private insurance and, the, and and Medicare, and we'll be we'll be able to provide better outcomes for cheaper cost. And over time, they've just kind of figured out how to play the system very well, they being the private insurers. And so what we're running into now is a number of things. I get calls usually the first two quarters of the year. I get calls almost daily. And then right now it's probably a couple times a week where I have you know prospective referrals or patients that want to come work with us who have questions about their, their insurance plans. And so um, I personally got to see several of these um, live when they were my patients and I was infuriated at the denials. And I'll give you one example. And this is really the one that started everything. So this is why I spent so much time looking at these. So I had this patient who 
he's in his whatever early 80s he'd had a stroke a couple years ago but had been had recovered to some degree and so he's living at his home with his wife his wife is his primary caregiver there's no private duty caregiving um and um she's in her 80s as well he's twice the size of her and so we get a referral to work with him because he's now bed bound he's not been able to get out of his bed and so he's got these wounds and all these kind of things and so you as a nurse you know like if we don't yeah. move these people around and she's this big if we don't move them around and, and help them um you know offload and sometimes it needs to be done outside of a bed and so he's heavy for her to lift anyway so we had all the equipment there they had the the air mattress they had the hospital bed they had all those things and so we, I sent the orders to the the um, the plan of care to the insurance to authorize um, for PT. I think we were trying to do a couple times a week for several weeks, and obviously we needed a couple times a week for nursing for the wound care stuff. And they gave me four visits for PT, and I think we got something like three or four for nursing for pressure ulcers. And I called I called the insurance company, and I was like, um, something's off. This doesn't seem to make sense. Okay, well you can appeal. So we appealed. By the way, all this stuff takes hours and hours, right? It's not like we yeah. just you just get somebody on the phone immediately, right? So fast forward to the end, they send this letter and they said essentially because he had 24-hour care support with his 80-something-year-old wife that he didn't need to have skilled nursing or therapy. She could do it for him. And I was like, that's it. I'm going to figure this out. And so I spent days and weeks and weeks digging into what can I figure out about what, why these plans are. I called friends of mine who sell these plans to try to figure out, okay, what are y'all being told? I can tell you what I'm seeing as a provider. And so last year, like August timeframe, I decided to start to educate a bunch of people. And so we did, I had a hired a graphic designer. In fact, we're going to see some, some of those things today to help educate on the other side. Cause it's, it's a series of trade-offs, right? It's not like, you know, original Medicare is perfect. It's not like supplemental plans are perfect. It's not like Medicare advantages are, are not perfect or are there's just, you know, you have to choose on what, on what you feel like is most valuable to you. And so, um, we're seeing that the market share for Medicare advantage plans are growing. Like if you watch the charts, it's like almost 50, 50 now. And depending on the studies that you read, and I'll tell you, MedPACs are very conservative from the other studies I read. MedPAC is the, is the governmental organization that looks at um, the Medicare, um, how they pay. It's essentially the Medicare Payment Advisory Committee. And so every year they do a report and all this kind of stuff. And their, their estimates are that we overpay based on, if you compare rates that we pay, the cost of, cost of care for Medicare Advantage plans versus Medicare, it's at least 6% higher. I've seen it as high as 30% in some, in some metros. So we're not even getting the cost savings. Again, not my studies. These are somebody else's. We're not even getting the cost, the cost savings that we're supposed to be getting. And we're seeing all of these negative effects as a provider that I have to explain to family members why we're getting denials of care. And so that's why we, we kind of started to dig in this. And it's the whole point of this show here today too, is because I'm still getting these calls. You know, we're, we're in May, almost June now. And I still get calls on a weekly basis on, can you help me understand why this isn't being authorized? Because I was told that we, that my plan covers everything that Medicare is supposed to do. Well, and you know, every other commercial on yeah. the news channels is some kind of a Medicare Advantage plan. And they do yeah. look pretty appealing. Yes. And so if you, I mean, people have to remember those are advertisements. They're paying for those ads. So if visit is, visits are fewer, um, where's that money going? And, and yeah. all I can say is greed. It's greed. And, and I, if we could just do a start over, um, you know, that would be my, yeah. just my wish and hope because things are so screwed up. So when somebody is 65, let's just start like 
layman's term, somebody is 65 and they sign up for Medicare, mm-hmm. are they offered supplemental plans immediately? Or is it just they're just looking at these commercials and thinking, oh, you know what? I'm 65. I can get Medicare, but I think I'm going to go with this special. Yes. Okay. Yes. So that's so they what's can, going they, on. They get the, their, their first time. And again, I'm, I'm speaking from this as a provider in, in talking with a number of them. So if there's life insu- or health insurance um, sales reps out here that I'm, I'm misspeaking, please correct. But my understanding is at 65, and there's some certain other events too, where you're kind of considered an open enrollment and you can choose whatever you want. And I'm sure they yeah. get mail. They get junk oh, yeah. mail, ads. And honestly, you and I both know several several people in the insurance business and they, are, they those things drive them crazy. The commercials mm-hmm. drive them crazy. The mailers drive them crazy um, because they see it too. They're like, mm-hmm. you know, there's again, there's trade-offs, and we're not even talking about some of the disadvantages of these things as well. And so, in the in the show's link, we'll link to a show that your uh, our mutual friend Brian Levy and I did with um, a sales guy named um, Jeff. I think it's Dertiger, um, but he's much more unbiased <laughs> than I am. I'm really passionate about this one because it drives me crazy the stuff I see. Um, but he lays it out very cleanly, um, and I want to say the difference between having a, just a, an original Medicare plan plus a supplement and a, and a pharmacy plan, you have to have all three of those really to make it work. Otherwise, you're, you're, you're at risk for a lot more cost, um, is roughly about $110 to $130 more a month versus a Medicare Advantage plan. So the cost savings really isn't there. And the other thing with Medicare Advantage plans is they're oftentimes pay-as-you-go. So yes, you're going to pay less up front, but there's also going to be some co-pays and co-insurances and those kind of things. And you're right. A lot of times, it's the, the, the commercials. And so, uh, Jordan, if you'll pull up that commercial real quick. So one of the one of the ads I did with this graphic designer was a, I said, I, I needed some, some way to describe like, what's the anatomy of a, of a Medicare Advantage commercial look like? And so you'll see, and it, once I kind of peel this back for you, every every commercial you see will be almost exactly like this. You'll have some sort of a, a character that you either watch playing football or they're on a, a popular sci-fi series that you liked. And so you watch them for 20 a to Pat 30 years. Yeah, yes, Pat exactly. Right? Yeah. So um, it adds some level of credibility because mm-hmm. now they're, in their older twilight twilight years as well, and they're they're um, you know putting their sign of approval on this particular plan. Um, they will usually have some sort of a red, white, and blue logo that shows that they're patriots, <laughs> right? They're this is Americana. They're patriots. They'll offer some sort of a series of freebies. And by the way, freebies are not freebies; they are trade offs. If right. I pay for extra dental and I pay for extra, you know, whatever vision or you're giving up something, you else. are going to give it up someplace else. And I guarantee where you're going to give it up, where they're going to deny care, is for the more expensive stuff that you actually need. Um, now we'll tell you that there is there's there's quite a bit of research on um or there's some, quite a bit of articles i should say on vision care and dental care and it is something that medicare does not offer original medicare so um there's there is a use case for having some of those things covered so i'm not i don't want to poo those but some of the other things like free transportation those kind of things they're minimal cost to the insurance company um compared to the actual real care of cost in so, yeah. so for the transportation it's yeah. really hooking them up with dart rail could be, yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't want to dismiss it too That's much, but yeah, Dallas, they're they're offering you something, yeah. Yeah, you know, to, to help to help incentivize you to switch over. Um, and then, you know, they almost always have in their their website URL Medicare is somewhere in there because it makes it sound like it's official. By the way, the only Medicare official one is like CMS.gov. That's it. Like everything else is, you know, it's a .com or it's a .net. Like they're not the government official ones, but they always have it in there because they want to make sure that you realize, hey, this is official and Medicare approves. 
uses this too. Um, and they're usually offer some sort of a zero premium or something like that. And so when you look at all these commercials, it's almost the same playbook every single time. If you'll notice, there's also no speaking of downsides. There's no talk about some of the other things we're going to talk about, like authorization committees and denials of care and, you know, narrow networks, none of that stuff. And so it just looks like, huh, I'm getting a much better Medicare plan for cheaper. I would love to have that. By the way, as a little caveat, whenever an insurance salesperson hears the term or the words, some sort of version of, I don't want to touch my Medicare, like I want my Medicare, what they mean is not free to tell them, well, this is still part of Medicare. And so technically you're not missing out on your Medicare. What they mean is I want all the benefits of original Medicare, which the wider networks, I can choose the providers that I want. There's very little denials of care. That's what they're asking you for. But what is happening is it gets misinterpreted, in some cases misinterpreted, to say for for the for the sales rep to actually push back and go, well, this technically this is part of Medicare. Technically, Medicare Advantage plans are part of Medicare, but that's not what your potential client or your, your customer is actually asking for. They want to stay in what they have. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, crazy. Um, so Jordan, switch. Go to the next one. This is the one that really got me angry with this particular case uh, that I was telling you about with the stroke. So there is a middleman um, in several of these large insurance companies. Um, you'll hear the term sometimes called a convener. Um, we just, you can call them a third-party um, benefit manager or whatever, but they're not the same company. So I won't use names, but there's the insurance company that you're actually paying your premiums to. And then they contract out with this with this other third party vendor who's designed to help manage the benefits, i.e., control cost. And now you've got e. deny. Yeah. You now you've got two different companies who both need to make profit margins. Mm -hmm. And so where do you think the 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 costs go? Like they're gonna try to reduce costs even further. And so this was one of the things that a lot of the insurance um, reps that you and I are friends with, they didn't know, had no idea that these things even existed. They think, well, if I get a, an, a Medicare Advantage plan through whoever, ABC Insurance, that ABC Insurance is actually the one controlling all their authorizations. And what we found is that is not actually the case. They've actually, a number of them have contracted with these third-party conveners, third-party authorization um, companies, and um, they make it much more difficult. The headache um, issue, the headache, uh, paperwork headache from the office is far worse. The uh, the denials are far worse. Um, so we've actually stopped. There's one, one, one insurance company in particular we have refused to take any more patients from because they're so terrible with their authorizations, like this one with the stroke, that I can't do it anymore. And so, but how does the public know? Is there any kind of a rating system? So if you're signing up for that advantage, yeah. there's got to be, you know, something released that, yes. that we can do our homework as, as how much the faith do you have in anything that's a government rating system? Zero. Okay. So yes. <laughs> so they have a government rating system for Medicare Advantage plans. And it's things like, you know, there's some quality control measures. There's some um, patient satisfaction measures, um, but they're, it's, it's just like in home health and in SNF and rehabs, like the, those things are, you take them with a grain of salt. Obviously, if they're a one star, like there's probably a reason why they're a one star, um, but I would not... Um, I would not make my decision on Medicare Advantage plans solely based on whatever their star rating is, because I will tell you, several of the ones that we've worked with that we've really struggled with have been five star. Well, I should say four, they were four star because I think there's only one five star here in Dallas, but um, they were they were really good ones supposedly. Um, and so, yes, there's a way to rate them, but it's not it, it's not an effective way to make a decision on those things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's so sad, yeah. and especially for these seniors that, like you say, you've got the couple that's eighty. 
and the wife, husband has a stroke and the wife is doing the very best she can, you know, um, you know, and, and she's got to just take the word of that insurance company yes. and take the word of the home health that says, I'm so yeah. sorry, your, your supplemental plan will not yes. exceed more than four visits or whatever. Yeah. The um, sad part about it in that, in that particular gentleman's case, we actually have seen him multiple times. You want to know why? Because you're not the, billing. He's been to the hospital multiple times. Want to know why? Because yeah. the wounds got worse. Yeah. Shocker. So the insurance company didn't actually save any money. They actually cost themselves dearly by not allowing for necessary services to be out in the home. It's nuts. Yeah, but yeah. I think it's they just it's a it's a risk thing. It's a it's probably risk analysts. Well, if they yeah. go back to the hospital, you know. Well, and I and I personally called on them before too. Like we, we actually I we created a form letter that actually has a um we started using it for some of our Medicare Advantage plans that have these denial things. And so it literally lays out, here's what's going on. In addition to our clinical notes, like we actually spend the time to write this up. Here's what's going on. Here's why Here's why the services we're recommending is needed. Here's what happens if you don't actually authorize this. Like we spell out, this is what will happen. Here's what the disease process is going to look like. In this case, like the wounds, whatever. Um, and then we actually, in the just above the, uh, we have a statement there that says, this a copy of this letter is being sent to your, to your um, member as well as their physician. Um, and just above that, we actually have the CMS guidelines. It's actually their regs. We have it right there. It says Medicare Advantage plans must, must, not optional, must cover what original Medicare would be covering. And so they they use it as well. We're using risk management and, you know, conveners or third-party benefit managers. We're technically covering it. We're just only covering it for four visits. And so there, there's some wiggle room um, within that, but we use that letter and I've actually called and spoken with them. They just said, Brian, this is, this is, this is what it is. We've authorized what we're going to authorize. Wow. Yeah. So now one of them, this particular company that we're talking about, the third party um, convener, if you will, has actually been fired. Now there's no news on this. I tried to find out like what's the real backstory, but we know because we got a letter in the mail saying another major insurance company has now dropped this particular third party uh, benefit manager. And if my gut tells me, it's probably because the same stuff that we were seeing with this other one. Um, and that's why they've been removed from. Well, you know, this. it's kind of like too with long-term care insurance. You know, you really have to. You know, they just plug and encourage. You've got to get long-term care insurance. You know, but read between the lines. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I've had patients that they're on hospice and they have six months to live, and their long-term policy says they've got to be in a nursing home and there's a grace period of ninety days. Well, they're not going to live ninety days, right. and they want to die at home. But the person that explained this policy to them didn't explain that part. Yep. And, and they paid hundreds, thousands of dollars. I had one patient that paid $111,000 <sighs> into her claim, wanted her husband to die at home, and she had to pay out of pocket for care. So Oof. it's so important that when you work with somebody, you work with somebody that's ethical. And remember... Yep. With any of these advantage plans, long-term care plans, these are salespeople and they are making money. So you have to do your research. And so that's why it's so important. Reach out to Brian, you know, Valerie in, in Nexus. Ask questions like, have you had success with this um, 
policy. Yeah. You know, if you we have to be real careful on like, I know specific you've policies, be careful, but, but who do they we call? We can at least we can at least well, they can still call, and I, and I and I certainly get I certainly get several phone and calls. They can I have, call I have, me. I have, I have doctors who've actually referred patients to me, not not for us to work with, but just they will call and say, Ryan, can you please explain um, what you're seeing on the Medicare Advantage side to them because they're mm-hmm. they're confused as to why they're getting this because they thought they were buying something, and it's not what they're getting. And so mm-hmm. you know, I, I've been again reluctantly, I've had to figure these things out because I didn't have the answers, and nobody the insurance companies aren't going to explain it to you. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you had to go do but some But they're digging. so busy. I, I'm talking about the doctor's offices, the yeah. home health. I know, you know, as a care manager, as as a physical therapist, we are yeah. busy. Yeah. And, and the, you know, we've got patients that are waiting to see us today, having to wait till tomorrow. Yeah. And that's just healthcare 101 right yeah. now, where everybody is so maxed yeah. out. So when do you have the time to learn and understand, you know, as a referring physician, right. the ins and outs of these policies. Yeah. Could you imagine being an 85-year-old senior no. trying to figure these policies out? Or like it, It's a mess. Yeah, it is it's, a it's, mess. You know, and I understand that like all the, the insurance sales reps have to go through training every year. They, they have to go through classes and I, I think they're certified or something to, to be able to sell, sell certain plans. And so, but even they are not really told from the provider's angle. So whenever they're calling me going, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm hearing you, you mentioned something about this. Like I've never seen this before. What are you talking about? Like there's a lot they don't, they don't know because the insurance company's not telling them about, Hey, the downsides of these, or here's what's going to happen as on the provider side of it. Or when your patients actually need, need um, care, these are the kind of things that they may run into. There's a, there's an authorization thing. There's a narrow network of, of companies they can work with or whatever the case may be. So it's, it's really hard to stay up and educated on these things. Um, and it just, it creates a lot of confusion. And so that's why we field all these calls. And, you know, every year, I guarantee you, starting probably quarter four this year, we'll be getting a lot more calls than quarter one. We get new, some new patients in and they've got an insurance plan that was only authorized a few things. We're going to go through the same thing. We're start, going to start educating again because uh, it's, it's just not out there. Mm-hmm. And I should say, where you usually will see the challenges with, um, with these Medicare Advantage plans is not the hospital system. There, there's big lobbying dollars. They're, they're being well taken care of on the, on the, on the Medicare Advantage plans. It's usually everything downstream from that. So like post-acute hospitals, uh, like the rehab hospitals, the skilled nursing facilities, and the home health. So that's usually where you're seeing the big um, authorization um, problems. You know, we, we both know some people who work for some um, post-acute rehab uh, facilities here. And they, you know, it's very difficult sometimes to work with some of these Medicare Advantage plans. And it's mm-hmm. just because it's, it's their business model. Well, yeah. and you know, just as a healthcare professional, you know, if you're asking questions, then you're a difficult patient. And yeah. so, but- who cares? You know, you need to ask questions. If something doesn't seem right, ask and ask again and go up the chain if you need yeah. to. But, um, you know, squeaky wheel gets the grease, yeah. uh, you there, know. There are some ways. Um, so before I get into that, um, Jordan, pull up that next one, the Medicare Advantage Jail. So this one, this one got, a lot of, got a lot of traction. So a lot of people are not aware that once you choose to go on a Medicare Advantage plan, so I, I should back up. You have two options, really. And you can go on Medicare with the supplement, which is usually what, I'll just tell you, I that's what I have my parents on, right? Because the, the without Medicare without a supplement still exposes you for 20% cost. So if you need to buy, still you'd still be recommended by most insurance companies. If you're going to go with original Medicare, have a supplement. And then, you know, the the, the Part D, the pharmacy plan. Um, with, if you ever choose to go on a Medicare Advantage plan and you develop something as simple as hypertension, Give me a break. Like this is a minor thing, right? For most, for in, in most cases, um, or at least on the initial uh, initial um, happenings of those. If you develop something like hypertension, you are no longer 
guaranteed issue to go back to original Medicare with a supplement. You can't get a supplement. And that was a big shocker for me because I had one patient who that had happened. They're like, we signed up with the wrong plan. We didn't intend to sign up with this plan. We're stuck with this thing. Um, we'd like to go back to original Medicare. And I was like, okay. Um, and they said, we can't go back. And I said, well, give me your insurance guy's phone number. Let me find out like what's going on. And this is when I first started realizing, holy smokes. So is that they can't trapped. go back for a year? Are ever. they ever? Ever. Oh my gosh. So what ends up happening, you mentioned earlier about, you know, when they turn 65. So what happens is, okay, I want to save a thousand bucks a month or a thousand a month, a thousand bucks a year, you know, for going on a Medicare Advantage plan versus original Medicare with a supplement. So I'm going to save a little bit of money. I'm going to go golf because I'm still healthy. And then in a couple of years, once you start developing any kind of chronic illness, like something as simple as hypertension, the insurance companies, mind you, this is where it really gets, gets crazy. The insurance companies are the same companies, the same major companies. They offer Medicare Advantage plans and supplements. You're guaranteed issue for a Medicare Advantage plan if you develop hypertension. You're not guaranteed issue for the supplement. Want to know why? Because they make a hell of a lot more money on the other side. Mm -hmm. So much so, there's, and this is public information now too, Humana, which is a, I think they're the third largest Medicare Advantage company um, in the country. They have now decided to stop offering commercial plans, so like employer plans, because all their money is being made on Medicare Advantage plans. So it's a it's a, it's a very large, um, I would say, game, but it's a very large market for them to um, to be into, and so they don't want to lose you back mm -hmm. to original Medicare with a supplement, even though they offer supplemental plans. They want you, the margins are much, much better. The revenues are much, much better on the other side in your captive audience. And so, because you can't go back. So you recommend Medicare with a supplemental plan? I don't recommend anything because I'm not a life insurance agent. I, or for health insurance parents, agent. My parents are never, ever allowed to get off of Medicare, original Medicare with a supplement yeah. because I see it as a provider. Again, only because I see it as a provider. I'm, I'm, I'm an entrepreneur. I want people to go out and provide as much value as they can and make a lot of profit. But when you start to do that on the backs of seniors and it feels like your policies, whether the, the policies are set from the CEO's desk or whether it's just somehow be, between all those layers of bureaucracy they've got, by the time it gets down to the people actually authorizing care, they misunderstood and they're dramatically restricting access to care that should be being provided. Something's happening somewhere and I see it too often. And so for my parents, they're, they've, already, they've already been mandated. They're not allowed to change. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're lucky to have you. But, you know, there are a lot of yeah. people that don't have a loved one. They don't have children yeah. or they don't have kids that are in healthcare. And And I know for my parents, my grandmother, I mean, they were so grateful to have, you know, three nurses in the family, yeah. you yes. know, so we could really direct. But even yeah. then, the, you know, it's challenging. It's still hard. Yeah. yeah. And most of us, us, most of us have not been educated on the, on the Medicare Advantage stuff or the supplemental side or the pharmacy plans. Like we, we, no, none of us really ever got taught that stuff. We just see the effects of it as we're having to work with patients mm -hmm. on them. So it's, it's even hard for us to keep up with that mm -hmm. stuff. Well, you know, I'm on, I, we, my husband and I have insurance, but we also have the good RX. Uh huh. And it's cheaper for us to buy our medication through GoodRx than uh -huh. it is through our own insurance. Yeah, it's a whole it's, o it's a whole other topic because <laughs> now you got insurance companies owning um, the uh, pharmacies and uh, what a racket that kind of stuff is. Mm -hmm. But last thing before we go, um, there are there are a few um, exceptions. There there are ways to actually go back, so you can turn back the clock a little bit. Um, and, and Medicare has them laid out. If you have any questions on this, you can you can email me or whatever. But there's a few different ways that you can actually go backwards and go back to having essentially open enrollment to go back to original. So Medicare. how do you do that? 
So one of the major ones is you have to be able to prove that you've been lied to. Um, and Medicare is getting a lot of these. And so if you look up Medicare, in fact, there was just another one posted this week. If you look at Medicare Advantage plans versus original Medicare, there's actually um, some talk on the Hill, on Capitol Hill, um, because now senators and House of Representative members are starting to hear a lot from their uh, from their constituents as well. This is becoming a problem where unknowingly or unwittingly seniors are opting for these plans. And then when they start to need services, they realize, huh, that's not what I selected for. So in those instances, you can actually file a claim with Medicare and they can get you right back on original Medicare. I think they can actually retro it to the, the first of the year, or the first of the month. Um, so there are a few, if, if like your Medicare Advantage plan goes out of business in your geographic area, all of a sudden it opens you up to now you can actually be back on open enrollment for guaranteed, it's essentially open enrollment with guaranteed issue for supplement. Um, so I'm sure those things change periodically, but there's four or five of them um, that we can use to help get our family members back on plans that are better serving them. That's awesome. And I shouldn't say there's there we still work with several plans. So this is not to, this is not to paint broad brush. Although it is, there are a few there are a handful of plans that we work with that are actually very easy to work with. The, the our patients are very happy with them. There's not a huge regulatory um, burden on us as as providers. The authorization process is very simple. It's very fast. Um, and so I should say that, that we work with several of those. But the vast majority of them we get calls on um, are are not those. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was, this was such great information, Brian. You're welcome. And you know, I'm not 65, yeah. but I'll be there soon enough. But <laughs> um, yeah, I will definitely get my Medicare and a supplemental plan. <laughs> and we'll, we'll link to Jeff's Jeff and, and my um, podcast with Brian. I think it was Manchester Living um, podcast. I, I, it was sometime last week. We did it last year. So we'll make sure we link to that in the, in the show notes as well. And as always, you can reach out to me through my email. It's brian at nexushomehealthcare.com or joe at, at joealch at joycaremanagement.com. And we can help or I can connect you with someone. I know several insurance um, people that specialize in selling Medicare yeah. and they will always look out for the very best for you. Yeah. So just great patient advocates. So great. we can certainly help. Great. Thank you. Thank you.